Hello! Welcome to Bus Tickets. My name is Nathan Clausen. Whether you're buying a bus ticket into war-torn Eastern Europe, or working a job, raising kids, and paying bills, each moment is an opportunity to live from our fullest self, to lean into our unique path to coming alive, an opportunity to offer our unique contribution to the world around us. In the words of Marianne Williamson, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. This podcast is my commitment to stepping out of fear and living from my fullest self. So this podcast is for me but it is also an invitation for you to do the same and for us to do it together. I believe it's in community that we see the most transformation, buying bus tickets together. Let's jump into our next bus tickets moment. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Bus Tickets podcast. I'm so glad that you're listening in today. Thank you for taking the time. If you've listened to episode one of Bus Tickets, you'll know the backdrop for this podcast is a trip I took in my 20s into the Balkan region of Kosovo. It was a region torn apart by conflict between a growing Kosovo-Albanian population and the Serbian population who held historic claim to that area. And I saw firsthand what conflict of this magnitude can bring on those involved. It was truly devastating to see. Conflict exists all around us, from national and international conflicts right down into our daily personal interactions with partners or children or other close relationships, where it can be no less devastating. I've decided to do an episode on this topic of conflict and, more importantly, on our ability to be part of repair and restoration efforts and what that can look like. There are two live examples in my life that have been catalysts to creating this particular episode. One is a personal situation and one is more societal level, but with a personal application. So first, the personal story. Our family was in our van the other day uh, on our way to a number of appointments and it came to light that someone had taken ownership of an item that was highly valued by someone else and that caused a major blow up. There was assumption and there were accusations, there was conflict and there were layers of triggers uh, that were stepped on as multiple members of our family got involved from various sides. We experienced this pretty significant blow up, but then we talked it out. We listened to each other's positions on what was happening behind each person's comments, how our actions or words caused hurt to each other. And then each of us owned our unhealthy contributions to that dynamic where that was the case and where that was needed. Apologies were offered and apologies were received. Each person felt heard. Each person owned their part and apologized to who they hurt. And each person offered grace in response to those apologies. In the end, the original issue was resolved and an agreement was reached regarding the item that had been taken. Now, from a parenting lens, good parenting 
to me, isn't about creating a conflict-free or negative energy-free environment. Yes, we should work towards creating an environment that doesn't create trauma or stress for each other. But equally, or even more important, is building repair skills in ourselves and helping our kids to do that as well. To be able to accept that we are human, accept that we are going to respond in unhealthy ways to each other at times, to recognize when that is happening, to lean into those moments instead of dismissing them or running away from them, to acknowledge our shortcomings and contribution to the situation, to apologize to those we have hurt, to hold space for others to do that with us as well, to let go of the offense from someone else's actions, to let go of the shame from our actions, and to move forward. As I reflect on our moment in the van the other day, I am proud. Not that we reacted out of pain and anger with each other, that part wasn't great, but that we were able to navigate those feelings and the hurt that we had caused each other to get back to whole relationship with each other, not having it weighing on us all day or beyond. When I think of emotional wounding, the damage that sharp words or actions can inflict on us, I see a picture of a backpack. One that each of us carries around, and when we are unable to deal with the pain or hurt that we experience from others, or it stays unresolved for whatever reason, it's like taking a brick and putting it in our backpack. Over the years, we end up with many bricks in our backpack, weighing us down. These moments in our past often lead to inaccurate beliefs about ourselves and about the world around us often causing us to behave in the same way as those who have wounded us, causing us to place bricks in the backpacks of others, in particular those we love around us. But what if we change that story? What if we learn how to repair and restore, whether unresolved issues from the past and or challenges we're experiencing right now and going forward? As our kids grow up and I reflect on our parenting and investing in them, one of the greatest things we can do is to teach them the skills of how to repair and restore relationship when it has been broken. Teaching them to use their voice to communicate when something has hurt them, when we have hurt them, and modeling to them how to own our contribution to hurting them and saying, I'm sorry. My wife and I have invested heavily over the years in building these skills and practices within ourselves, learning how to relate to each other and learning how to relate to our kids, and we are seeing the results of that, and for that I am very thankful. It is a good thing to build insights and skills around healthy relating, clear communication, clear expectations, but it is equally important to build our capacity to repair and restore relationships when they are negatively impacted. As a society facing increasingly polarized views and practices by so many, I feel like we spend very little time and energy on the whole, intentionally building our individual and collective capacity for repair and restoration, or intentionally fostering this with and in the generations coming behind us. We live in an increasingly complex world with complex societal issues. On one hand, I see this and I accept it to be true. What I do not accept to be true is that a single person cannot bring effect to these issues or that the issues are entirely out there. 
There is one particular broken relationship in our society that is on my mind a lot. September 30th is an important day to me for two reasons. Number one, it's my birthday. And number two, in 2021, it became a national holiday here in Canada where I live. The National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And on a related theme, it is also Orange Shirt Day. Now for those listening not familiar with these two references, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation honors the Indigenous children who attended residential schools in Canada, those who never returned home, and those who survived, as well as their families and their communities. Orange Shirt Day is an Indigenous-led grassroots commemorative day intended to raise awareness of the individual, family, and community intergenerational impacts of residential schools, and to promote the concept of Every Child Matters. The orange shirt is a symbol of the stripping away of culture, freedom, and self-esteem experienced by Indigenous children over generations. According to the Government of Canada website, public commemoration of the tragic and painful history and ongoing impacts of residential schools is a vital component of the reconciliation process. I agree with that statement, and I feel thankful that this annual day of commemoration occurs on my birthday. That feels very significant to me. But commemorating once a year is not enough. It is not the only component. I believe the basic repair steps that we are using with our kids that I just talked about are the same basic steps that apply to repair and restoration within our outward relationships. And when we think of it at a societal level, repair and restoration still come down to one interaction at a time. One conversation, one act at a time. Acknowledging that someone has been hurt, whether it was the intent of the other or not. Listening to them to understand the cause and the result without defending the behavior. Offering an apology and using our power to make amends. What does it mean to use our power? I recently heard this really powerful insight from Carolyn Mace that each of us has power. Each of us has agency. Each of us has means. Something we can use to positively impact those around us. And in reality, something that can also negatively impact those around us if not used for good. Each of us has a voice. I am a middle-aged white man of European descent. My family came to Canada in the late 1800s, and they settled in central Canada near the U.S. border. Canada, the United States of America. Both of these are names given to this land by those who settled here. I have privilege. I may complain at times about how others have more, but in reality, I have significant privilege in relation to my Indigenous neighbors. I am deeply grieved by our story in Canada of how our Indigenous peoples have been treated prior to the advent of residential schools, during that dark chapter of our history, and to present day. There is an untold amount of trauma being held by this part of our population. There is a systemic disadvantage perpetuated to this day by overt discrimination and racism, but also perpetuated by ignorance. I mentioned that there are many complex issues in society requiring multiple stakeholders and investments and resources, and this is one of them. And it's easy to say, this is a complex societal issue, and then wash my hands of my responsibility, my ability to act. 
Someone else will act. The government needs to apologize. The church needs to apologize to make amends. Indeed, we need systemic action. But I have power. I have agency to positively impact those immediately around me. So how do I do that? I'm scared of messing up, of saying things or acting in ways that will further traumatize the indigenous members of my community. Then I am reminded of the power of the practice I saw play out the other day in our family van. Accept that we are human. Accept that we are going to respond in unhealthy ways to each other at times. Recognize when that is happening. Acknowledge our shortcomings and contribution to the situation. Lean into those moments instead of dismissing or running away from them. Apologize to those we have hurt. Hold space for others to do that with us. Let go of the offense from the other's action. Let go of the shame from our actions and move forward. When I think of the idea of power, that each of us has power to do something, I am reminded of a story from the Old Testament uh, or in Jewish faith from the Torah, the book of Exodus, of God coming to Moses in the fields tending sheep after running away from Egypt. The people of Israel had become slaves to the Egyptians and were suffering. God came to Moses and said, You will lead them out of Egypt. Moses basically made a bunch of excuses. I'm not a good speaker. They won't listen to me. Essentially, what power do I have? And God's answer was, What do you have in your hands? And his answer, This shepherd's staff. And God's answer back, That's all you need. And he went, and he led the people of Israel out of Egypt. This is a great question for all of us. What do I have in my hands right now to help those around me experiencing injustice and suffering to be released? Your power may include money, or reputation, or influence. It can be time to engage those experiencing injustice, to listen and understand. Each of us has a voice to speak when we have opportunity. The last piece I want to share is an acknowledgement, a personal one. I've made references to land in this episode. I have used settler references so far. I live with my family in the town of Cochrane, in the province of Alberta, in Western Canada. These are settler references. Cochrane is a settler community named after a settler, Lord Cochrane. Many of us pay little or no attention to this detail. It's just what places are called, some would say. It's just where I live. It is where we live. But a simple act of reconciliation can start with acknowledging that these lands have been for thousands of years and still are the traditional territories of many First Nations peoples. Currently, this area is home to, among others, the Stony Nakoda Bands of Minithni, also known by many as Morley. These bands include the Bearspaw, Chiniki, and Wesley First Nations. This is Treaty 7 territory where I live. A land acknowledgement is one action I can take. I also acknowledge the injury inflicted on multiple generations of entire First Nation populations by the residential school system and the ongoing trauma experienced by so many around me. I acknowledge the shortcomings and inadequacies of my own efforts to support, repair, and restoration of this relationship. And at the same time, I am a commitment to not letting my lack of perfection or appropriateness of offering keep me from trying to positively impact this narrative in my community and beyond. I am a commitment to listening. I am a commitment to acting where I have the power to do so, including using my voice. My efforts aren't perfect, and they don't have to be, but they are genuine. 
Repair and restoration is messy and uncomfortable at times. When someone has wronged me, I'm not looking for a perfect apology. I am looking for sincere and honest and willingness to be involved in repair and restoration. This topic of repair and restoration, to me it's not just another topic we should put some time and attention to. I believe that it is foundational to seeing measurable lift in our quality of life, individually, in our close relationships, and within our communities. When you think about the topic of repair and restoration, it may be this narrative in our society that I have highlighted that comes to mind for you. It may be something else close to your heart. Maybe it's a personal relationship in need of repair, for example. I encourage each of us not to put it off. It is worth it to seek repair and restoration. And it is possible to build these inner muscles if we're not good at it currently. If it feels uncomfortable, that's okay. We don't need perfect. We just need willing. And we can go from there. And it is very possible. I encourage each of us to lean into this invitation today, wherever and however this resonates today. Thanks for listening today. I hope today's episode has encouraged you to step out in your own bus ticket journey of living from your fullest self and watching what happens. If you haven't already or have and want to again, you can share your power with the Bus Tickets podcast and its mission to encourage and empower others, whether through the podcast platform you listen to or through LinkedIn or Facebook where I post episodes or by good old word of mouth. That works too. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a minute or two to leave me a rating and a comment. It just takes a few seconds to share with others or leave a rating, but both will go a long way to help get this message out. So thank you. Together doing small acts, we can have a massive impact on the world we engage each day. So thank you again for listening today.